Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. You guys doing good tonight? Awesome. Hey, do me a favor and give those right now that are watching us a round of applause and welcome them into our Christmas experience here at Rethink Life. And I just want to be one of the first to say a very Merry Christmas to each of you and to your families. And we're really honored that you have chosen to spend your Christmas with us here at Rethink Life, and uh, we just came off of our first of five services, and so I really do pray that you'll have the opportunity to maybe uh, share this with a friend and maybe a family member who hasn't had the chance to come to one of the services and invite them to take part in our services tomorrow as well, and it's just an exciting time of the year. I don't know about you, but Christmas, for me, on a personal level, is one of my favorite seasons of the year. Uh, I think one, one of the main reasons why is just because it's one of those times or seasons where you know, you know what's coming and you begin to, to anticipate the moment. You know what I mean? There's just something about the atmosphere of Christmas. I don't know if it's just the lights. I don't know if it's just you know, the sounds with the music when you're out and about in public, you know, whether it be the malls or you know, just wherever you are, you know, there's just something special about Christmas. Christmas. And of course, one of the things that we all love to do during the time of Christmas is, is we love to capture the moment of Christmas. And a lot of times that obviously is with photographs. And I do hope and pray that as you leave here in a few moments, uh, you'll, you'll capture that moment with your friends or maybe your family that you came with uh, today. And you'll go out to our photo booth and take those, one of those rare family moments of getting everybody at the same place and the same time to, to capture the moment, to capture Christmas. Well, one of the things that uh, I, I've often heard, and I know you've probably have heard this said as well on many occasions, and that is, you know, there's, when you think about pictures and photographs, the old saying is, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. You've ever heard of that statement? You know, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you think about it. A picture truly is worth a thousand words simply because sometimes a moment or, you know, a photograph, it's, it's, it's almost like hard to even put into words, you know, what that moment was like or, you know, everything that went into that moment. And I can't imagine what it must have been like for someone like Steve Jobs, for example, because in January of 2007, he announced something to the world that would literally change the game forever in terms of how we capture the moment. He introduced to the world something known as the first generation iPhone. And gone were the days of the old school cameras. Now everybody pretty much lives and dies by this thing. And the reason why is because this cell phone, this smartphone, this, this iPhone allows us to be in the moment, to where we have the opportunity to capture the moment, to capture that, the ultimate photograph or whatever it might be. And so as a result, we love to capture those moments. We love to capture those images that we enjoy keeping with us for a long, long time. We had one of those moments this past Tuesday where we actually were able to capture a moment with our daughter, Ashlyn. As a matter of fact, our, our next to the oldest, our middle child, our daughter, Ashlyn, got engaged this past Tuesday, and we were there to capture the moment. Check this out. Ashlyn and Dylan. 
Just got engaged. Wow. And we were there to capture that. And what's interesting is that we weren't there to actually see it all go down. In fact, that was a total surprise to her that we were even there. But what actually happened on the other side of the lake was this moment that was captured. And that is when her fiance, Dylan, took the knee and asked our daughter, Ashlyn, to marry him, which I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just kind of... I don't know, I don't know if I'm quite ready for that moment, but it happened, and what was really interesting is that when they were coming to the other side of the lake where we were there to help surprise them in that moment, notice what we were all doing with our iPhones. We were all there to capture the moment. And what's interesting is that those moments and that moment specifically is one that we will carry with us and you know, we'll, we'll treasure that moment for a long, long time because obviously it was a very special moment to her and to us as a family. But you know, when you think about it, we all carry certain images. We all carry certain things with us, especially when it comes to the, to the images or to the pictures we have of Jesus. There are many of us in this room, when you think about Jesus, you have a picture, you have this image in your mind that you carry with you, and for some of you, maybe the picture that you carry with you is the picture of Jesus in the crib. I mean, think about it. You know, it's Christmas, and you associate Christmas with Christ in the crib. You know, it was all about, you know, Jesus, you know, lying in a manger. It was, it was Jesus there in Bethlehem, and, and, and it, was, it was Jesus, the Christ child, in the crib. But for a lot of us, we also associate Christmas with another kind of image. For some of us, maybe that image or that picture you have of Jesus is not the crib, it's the cross. And maybe in your mind, that is the image that just kind of stands out simply because it's something that you carry with you. And what's interesting about photographs and these images, these moments that we capture, you, know, you can have a picture of someone, you can even have a picture with someone but not necessarily know them. I mean, you, 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 could, you could be at the right place at the right time and have a picture made with a celebrity. You know what I mean? That's, that's what's cool about these. You can capture the moment. You can take a selfie with a celebrity. You capture the moment. And then you can share it on social media and you can let everybody know that you're best buds with so-and-so. You're hanging out with so-and-so. But just because you have your picture made with somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you no, that person doesn't. And I think that's what happens with a lot of pe people when it comes to Christmas. A lot of people, they have a picture of Jesus in the crib and they have a picture in their mind of Jesus in the cross. But I think that really is what separates those who are religious, those who may go to church at Christmas and those that may go to church at Easter. You know, it's Christ in the crib and Christ at the cross and we go to church, you know, and, and, and we acknowledge that. It's the picture, it's the image that we carry with us throughout the rest of the year. But it's so much more than carrying an image. It's so much more than just carrying a picture of who Jesus is. You see, it's one thing to capture Christmas on an iPhone. 
It's another thing for Christmas to capture you. And I think for a lot of us, we don't quite understand the difference between religion and a relationship. Religion is when we capture Christmas, but a relationship is when Christ, the Christ of Christmas, literally captures us and transforms and changes us into new people. So how do we allow Christmas to capture us? Well, I think there's, a, I think there's several ways. And the first is, is it's all about capturing his presence. When you think about it, the Bible says it this way. In Colossians 1, verses 15 through 17, he is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. For in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen, Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it all exists through him and for his purpose. And he existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. So think about this for just a moment. Before you and I even existed, what you got to understand is that even before all of creation took place, Christ existed. Why? Because he is God. And so when you think about Christmas capturing you and me, it's really about God coming to earth in the form of a person like you and me. Why? So that he could relate to us. That's all about capturing his presence it's understanding who he is it's understanding his relevancy it's understanding the fact that it's beyond just a picture an image of religion no it is a relationship that we can have with a real living savior and so what we got to understand is this the bible says in matthew 1 verses 22 and 23 all of this occurred to fulfill the lord's message through his prophet where it says look the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which simply means God with us. What I love about that is this. Listen, we don't have just some higher power, some distant God that we kind of pay tribute to. We have this mental picture or image of who he is, just some outer abyss, some being out there in outer space. No, 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 no. God came to earth. He came to earth the exact same way that you and I came into the world. He was born into it. And what's awesome is to know, because he became one of us, that simply means we can relate to him. That simply means that we can understand not only who he is, but he knows us. And what's awesome about that is that we can go beyond just knowing him. That simply means we can Allow him to live and dwell inside of us. In other, words, in other words, the very presence of God. Listen, Emmanuel, God with us, can live inside of us and change and transform who we are. Past, present, future, it's all. It's all because of what he did for you and me. So when you think about allowing Christmas to capture us, it's about truly capturing his presence. But it's also about capturing his peace. 
You know, the scripture says it this way in Isaiah 9, verse 6, for a child is born to us and a son is given to us and all the government will rest on his shoulders and these will be his royal titles, wonderful counselor. Anybody need advice or wisdom or counsel? He's the wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Anybody just need the power and the strength that you can never ever possess of on your own to overcome situations and circumstances and problems? Well, guess what? The power of Almighty God can help you overcome those things. Everlasting Father. The Bible says, listen, he is, he is a everlasting, he is a loving Father, even to the fatherless. But ultimately, he is the Prince of Peace. Anybody here on this Christmas have a lot on your mind? Anybody in this room carrying a lot on your heart? You know, it's crazy how sometimes Christmas can create chaos. You know, it's just stress and anxiety and all the stuff that goes with it. And we carry that and a lot of challenges and setbacks and unfortunate circumstances and, you know, things that we never saw coming. And sometimes they can derail our lives, which creates fear and uncertainty. And, you know, all of the ifs in the word life, you know, those what if moments, you know, it's kind of like I had no idea this would happen. Well, what if this or what if that doesn't work out? I love what the word peace actually means in Hebrew. In fact, it's two words which simply is pronounced sar shalom. And that word sar simply means the one in charge of the Lord or the chief or the general. But the word shalom is where we get the word peace, which simply means or is translated rest or tranquility or wholeness and completeness. You know, the Bible talks about how he is the prince of peace. What does that really mean, the prince of peace? Well, that simply means that we can have peace with God. That's spiritual peace. It's amazing how many people, they lack that. If anything, spiritually, they're incomplete. They have everything. In fact, they've tried to fill the emptiness in their life with stuff, with things that money can buy or success or whatever the world equates as happiness and success. But unfortunately, we all know that there's nothing in the temporal world in which we live that can truly satisfy. Only God can fill the void in our lives. Only God can fill the empty space in our hearts, that God-shaped vacuum. And so until we fill it with Jesus, listen, we will always be, we will always be at a place where God just feels distant. And so therefore, we can capture his presence. And when we capture his presence, when we know that he lives inside of our hearts and lives, well, guess what? We are made right with God. Therefore, we can have peace with God. Spiritually, we're right with God. I love what the Bible says in, in 1 Timothy 2, verses 5 and 6. There is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. And he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. And then the Bible says in Romans 5, 1, now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful that we can have peace with God? That our sin can be forgiven, our sin can be forgotten, we can be made new and whole and complete in Christ Jesus. But not only are we made right with God spiritually, but the Bible says we can also have peace which is the peace of God emotionally. You know, the Bible says that we're to allow peace to rule and reign in our hearts. And I think for a lot of us, maybe, 
We, 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 we say that we believe in Jesus, but at the same time, so often we're guilty of living as though he doesn't exist. And the reason why is because we're trying to handle all of life's problems and take on all of life's burdens ourselves. No wonder we have stress and anxiety and fear and so much confusion with all the difficulties of life. And the reason why is because we do not allow the peace of God to rule and reign in our hearts. So we can be made right with God and have peace with God and we can have the peace of God, which the Bible says transcends all human understanding, which simply means, that, hey, the peace, of, the peace of God can guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. But then, not only can we have the peace of God, and, 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 but we can also have the peace with other people. Paul said it this way, hey, as long as it's up to you and me, hey, try to be at peace with everyone. Well, the good news is, is that when Jesus died on the cross and he died vertically, that simply means that, hey, we can be made right with him. But he also died on the cross so that horizontally, guess what? We can be made right with other people. In other words, we can have peace with people in our lives who have wronged us. And maybe somebody in your life Maybe even this year has walked out on you. Someone who's brought hurt and disappointment to your life. There may be some of you here, to, here tonight and, you know, or here today and, 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 and you're already somewhat dreading this next 24 hours because you're gonna be in the presence of somebody that creates very awkward moments for you or other family members because of the division, because of the strife, because of the the challenges that exist between you and someone else. Well, guess what? Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can be made right with God and with each other and have the peace that truly reconciles us with God and with one another. You see, that's what Christmas is all about. It's about allowing Christmas to capture us. It's, it's capturing his presence. It's, it's capturing his peace and it's capturing ultimately his purpose. I love what the scripture says in Proverbs 19 verse 21, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. Isn't it crazy how we try to kind of take life and try to take possession of it in such a way to where we're trying to control life well, we're trying to kind of dictate the plans that we want to see become a reality. Well, here's the, here's the reality. The reality is, is that we can make plans, but ultimately it's God's purpose, the design of his purpose for your life and in mine that will actually prevail. I can't help but think about Mary and Joseph when their world was suddenly rocked. Here they were engaged to be married. Here they were, they were sending out wedding invitations. You know, they were, they were excited about their future and their destiny with one another. And then all of a sudden, when the angel of the Lord appears both to Mary and then to Joseph, he rocks their world. When he makes the announcement that Mary was going to conceive, the Holy Spirit would, 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 would come and and. and, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit would allow Mary to conceive the very presence of God and ultimately give birth to the Christ child. And what's interesting is that here is a young couple who had all their plans, but God had a greater purpose. And what I've come to realize in my life is that we can make all the plans, and guess what? 
you may not understand the plans, but you can trust that God has a purpose. And you know, in that moment with Mary and Joseph, when that announcement came, they may not have understood the plan, but they trusted that God had a greater purpose. And you know what that purpose was? It was for you and me. And the good news is, is that those of us in this room on this Christmas weekend, let me tell you something. We can live for something far greater than ourselves. We can live for the ultimate purpose. In other words, we can not just know Christ, but we can hit, listen, we can live our lives in a way that allows us to fulfill a greater purpose unlike anything we could have ever imagined. I mean, think about this from when partnering with God, our creator, being in co-mission with him, realizing that God has you here in this moment. He has us all together in this place for this moment, not only to capture the moment, to capture the presence and to capture the peace and to capture the peace of God and the purpose of God, but to remind us that if we still have a pulse, that God still has a purpose for you and for me. And that purpose is for you and for me to be light to a world that's still living in darkness so that they can see God's presence in us, so they can see his perfect peace being lived out in our lives and see the very purpose in which we have for our lives and for our marriage and for our relationships and, and for our career and for our future and for everything that God has us has this here on this earth to fulfill so that we can ultimately live a life to fulfill his ultimate plan and purpose. You see, anybody can capture Christmas on an iPhone. But the greater question is, has Christmas captured you? Have you captured his presence? Have you captured his peace. Do you really have peace with God? Do you have the peace of God ruling and reigning in your hearts? Have you made peace with other people in your life? Have you peace with your past? And are you living out your purpose? The Bible says he who finds life finds the ultimate destiny that God has for us. And life is found in Jesus. It's what Christ came to do for you and me so that we may know him and ultimately live life on purpose. Would you join with me in a word of prayer?